1: Good afternoon. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. An upcoming Indian classical dance show called Prerna is using Odyssey and Bharatanatyam to tell the story of a mother and her child with autism. The show is on the 14th of February at the Temple of Fine Arts. And joining me to tell us more is the show's dancer and choreographer, Sandhya Manoj. Thank you for joining me, Sandhya. Thank you, Sharmila. It's always a pleasure to come and oh. talk to you. <laughs> um, so the show, Prerna. Yes. What does that mean?
0: Prerna by itself means inspiration. Of course, Sanskrit words have a lot of layers and meanings. But here we have taken the word as inspiration. Mm. Inspiration to what would be possibly your next question?
1: <laughs> yeah, you oh. can interview yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no, I'm not going there. I like your questions. But, um, you know, every incident sometimes might not be an inspiring one when you look at it from from the incidental point of view but there is something that is a giveaway from it or a takeaway from it and then from there we can either use it to push ourselves down or push ourselves forward so this is where we are taking a situation which is from a child who is autistic that child's perspective we are giving a uh, insight into what a very glimpse I, I wouldn't say a proper insight because it's not possible to show everything in the given time on stage but a glimpse into what possibly that child is experiencing and the sound and the lights the, the, the whole shock of that uh, sensory perceptions mm. of that particular child and the mother mm. so there is two characters in this uh, show and we are showing the glimpses of what are their experience emotional, what are their experience physically, and hoping that that incident, which for one and a half hours, possibly the the parents of normal children, parents of autistic children, parents who are, or, or just anyone who is watching it, would get inspired to understand about each one's situations better. And that's an inspiration because from something when you watch and then if you can take it, because when I heard the story about uh, this mother and child, of course, we as a third person, we'll always relate and we'll be always empathetic and we'll be sympathetic. Like, oh, you know, just go with it. But that's not actually what a mother wants to hear. You know, she just wants probably a listener. Mm. She does not want an advisor. And uh, from there we started. And, uh, yeah, we have uh, put
1: up something which is very, very interesting. So what was the starting point for wanting this to be the story of the show? Who who was the mother and child that this is inspired by? And, and how did you guys come up with this idea? So that is
0: a beautiful question. <laughs> <laughs> um, the producer of the show, Jagdishwari, it is her incidence. It's her true incidence. So she has a beautiful daughter, Bhargavi, who is, um, you know, uh, autistic in in, but a lot of therapy has been given to her. She's been taken care of well by Jagadishwari. So when Jagadishwari happened to uh, see one of my shows, she felt that her story could be put up on stage because I was doing narratives and I was putting it in uh, in the medium of Odyssey. So I think about two and a half years back, she approached and she said, "You know, I have something like this. It's a it's an ardent desire." So I asked her why classical dance mm-hmm. because it's a it's a big challenge. You know, to bring the medium of expression without the usual mythological stories, because those are those are the easier accessible ones, you know, or to even interpret it in a different way is already done. Mm. But this is completely different where I'm watching the person sit in front of me and say the story and say, I want that story on stage in your language, which is Odyssey. So I said, wow, okay, that is going to be challenging. Mm -hmm. But I felt it's about time classical dance moved into that array of doing things, you know. And uh, I said, okay, let's explore the possibilities because, of course, reaching it in my language is going to be a challenge. But uh, let's explore the possibilities. So I started asking her a lot of stories, you know, as 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 a mother, as 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 a woman. She had a lot of stories, but the beautiful part of it was she wanted it all to be expressed. It was not just the the beautiful parts. She said, I want people to know what is the agony that I go through. I I want people to know that please don't sit there and judge me. It's Mm. very, very difficult. Mm. And then I related that it's not just for a mother of an autistic child. It's every mother's story. Mm. It is something relatable to every woman who have epitomized the idea of motherhood which is great but then we are we are stuck there sometimes and we don't express that you know we need a break of course nowadays it's becoming a little bit more easier Mm -hmm. but there is still that ideal way of being Mm. the mother and I feel it's it's a a very tight capsule Mm. to be stuck in and
1: you're not supposed to say that you're finding it difficult, or um, that perhaps you don't always enjoy it. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and the yardstick is too too much of a perfection. Mm. Like you have to be there for me. Like I still remember my daughter saying, "I have every other girl's mother who was there to put some costumes on." <laughs> I said, "But you know how to put your costume on, so why do you want me to be there?" Then she said, "Oh, this, this, this," and I said, "Baby, tomorrow." When I want you to be successful, if I have been only putting a costume on for you and not for myself, I cannot. I won't let you do it. Mm. I want to be a living example to you, where I would say, "Go chase your success, and you can do it by yourself." Mm. I will be any time there to put any sort of costume, emotionally and physically whenever you need it and when i know that you can't do it without me i will be there 100% but i don't have to be forcefully there when i know you're independent enough to do and i think that is kind of a freedom that you have to give your child to grow up into i'm not saying i'm always the I, i'm making my own mistakes mm-hmm. too but i'm okay to uh, okay to see that it is okay to fall out and it is okay to have uh, your issues and it's okay to feel frustrated and you okay to say that I want some freedom, I want, you know, I can't do this today, or mm. I'm stressed, to your own children. And you don't have to play the most idealistic role. So in this particular production, I felt that it gives a great opening. And of course, it is from a very strong uh, portrayal of a mother being of an autistic child. But I think if the if the audience are paying attention, it is pretty much the story of every woman. Mm. The challenges are quite there
1: and it's a uh, it's, there are two of you dancing yes and who's the other dancer
0: Kritika Ramachandran mm-hmm. who is a very beautiful Bharatanatyam dancer she is the daughter of uh, Guruayu Duray, who is also an established teacher and a dancer in Malaysia for the past many decades mm-hmm. and uh, she took up the challenge of being the autistic girl here the portrayal of it but the beautiful part is she's very close to this mother and child so she knows inside out what we are trying to resonate from within and yeah it's it's been it's been a beautiful journey working with all of them
1: and so you are bringing the odyssey aspect and yes. she's doing Bhardhanatyam?
0: yeah so yeah. The, the the contrast kind of works also because odyssey has a very year mode and uh so i'm as a mother the the one who's The narrative, the story expression comes through, Odyssey style. And the daughter, who is autistic, again, again, it shows a different nature of the child. So, a different form kind of worked well. Mm. So, Bharatanatyam, we are doing a lot of footwork, but the body language is going into the uh, resemblance of... An autistic child.
1: So, you uh, mentioned earlier a little bit as well the sort of challenge of interpreting a story like this in a classical dance form. Yeah. Um, how did you figure that out, you know, in terms of the uh, expressions and in terms of the body movement and the music as well? How do you fit all of these together? So the challenge was what
0: to take and what not to take and what to project and what not to project. And, you know, uh, it is a dance production. Of course, there is theater in it, but I did not want it full of theater only because then, you know, the audience would come and say it was more theatrical than dance production. So we wanted that language of dance to be very strong. So that's where Rachidin Shashidaran comes in, uh, who is an absolutely a brilliant musician, But his first thing was like, Sandhya, I'm a Carnatic musician, so Odyssey music would be, you know, uh, quite quite difficult for me so i said you know as long as you take the neutral ragas which come in both hindustani and uh, right and because carnatic um, because
1: carnatic music is south indian
0: absolutely yeah. and odyssey is odyssey has its own ragas yes. and own genre of music but i said that's okay you can take something that is neutral and i insisted on uh, the uh, the mardal player which is my my rhythm so we have uh, an artist called uh, rohan um, who is coming from Mumbai, and of course, uh, for Baradhanatim we have uh, Muthu, who is a very established mridangam player in K. L. So, and uh, we have sitar on uh, with Kumar, and uh, so the, the whole team is very strong. But of course, you know, to put music to something uh, that is going to be very different was always like so. The beauty of this production is. Everyone was generous with their time. Mm. You know, they were like sitting and it's like, does this work? I'm like, no, it doesn't work. Okay, does this one work? So
1: it's (laughs) it's essentially all um,
0: original compositions. Every bit of it is original. Then lyrics was the other thing. So uh, I wanted original lyrics. So I got one of the uh, writers from Bangalore. She's on the, I've never met her, but we've been on phone for hours and I would, explained to her so we have it in different languages because I, I want this production to be resonating in different levels so it is not like one way of expression it's multiple way of expression so multiple languages multiple emotions multiple way of presenting it those are the things I was looking at and to choose from this many stories to to what would work to reach out to the audience that was a challenge for me so I've I think I've been visualizing it for like three, four months, only this,
1: you know. (laughs) So is it a story as in it, you know, there's a beginning, middle and end? Or is there something, is it something more conceptual in terms of experiences and feelings?
0: So I have created a beginning where um, I'm not going to say the whole thing out. No (laughs) no spoilers, yes. But I have kind of uh, started a beginning with uh, the mother's, uh, you know, storyline of it, like what she is uh, expecting and what she is uh, expressing and, you know, that, that kind of a slight a flashback kind of a feel, where every woman you know grows up into what she wants, or aspiring for what she wants, or even dreaming of what she wants, and then what she ends up with is not something that we have you know sort of connived for, but it it comes and falls like a big thud of surprise. surprise. So um, that is there, and uh, of course the child changes her entire life, which is also not necessarily an autistic child really changes. I think any mother experiences Mm. that once a child comes, your life is changing in a different dimension. So that is there. Uh, Experiences are shown. Certain bondings are shown. Certain uh, fights are shown. uh, You know, within yourself and within with with whoever is out there. And the one element that I have focused in bringing out is trying to figure out who your child is. Mm. Most of the time... Uh, the child becomes your trailed-off dream, which you were not able to achieve. Right, and you live vicariously is,
1: through them. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, and I think uh, the, until a generation of mine and probably a little bit more forward, it is always the dreams of the parents <laughs> carried forward yeah. to the next until the child becomes an adult enough to express that, hey, this is not what I want. I think at least the future generation should start opening up the space to figure out what the child is capable of and giving the space to the child to understand and find out by by itself what are the possibilities. I've tried to bring that element here. So it's not exactly uh, an end, but it's kind of an ending to the show, which is a beginning of a thought,
1: mm.
0: you know, which is what I want, I hope, to, you know, let the audience walk away with.
1: So you said that, um, you know, you've you've been working very closely with Jagadishwari, yeah. who's the mother that yeah. this um, performance yeah. is sort of inspired by. Yeah. Um, did you also do research in terms of what it's like to live with autism, to be a parent of uh, a child with autism? And what kind of research did you do?
0: So um, I I taught yoga for uh, the autistic children and special children for about two years in a school called Tharana, which is uh, under QI management. And then uh, I discontinued it because uh, the the principal changed and they changed their academic approach to um, the entire program. So in that two years, of course, it was not just autistic children. There were a lot of uh, other special kids. But what I understood is every child needs different methodology. Every child has to be, you know, kind of uh, worked with in in a different approach, and it is very difficult to break into their zone. But once you break, it's like, okay, you know where it works. Mm. But that's pretty much, if you really look at it, it is pretty much with every every kid. So, um, and especially with autistic children, it is just about accepting them and what are their what are their range, understanding it. Once we figure that out, and if we don't push uh, the normalcy on them, then that accepting them is the normal part, mm-hmm. and that is one of the things I wanted. So when Jagadishwari came, and and her daughter is so loving and and so talented and and so capable, so just accepting what she is not capable is all that it takes. Because if if say for example we walk into a place and there's a there's a loud music going on. We have to know that she can't take that loud music because her sensory perceptions don't allow her to do it. And if she reacts to that, we need to know that that's because of the, the situation. But at that point in time, if you're going to say like, accept it, it's loud voice, you have to go and and, and ask the child to behave like a normal child whose sensory perception can take, it's not possible. And when the child reacts... As, as, as a society, we don't know how to react. We don't know what the child is, what is happening to the child. We also react in a funny way. Mm. And we give stares and glares to the mother. And uh, the mother becomes in a fix to make the thing look normal. So the normalcy is not accepting. But I think we should we should spread that awareness. If you're trying to generate an audience amongst millennials, if they can't relate They're like, you know, I've got better things to do. And I agree with them.
1: There's so much entertainment out there, right?
0: Absolutely. Like, you know, one swipe is all it takes. Mm -hmm. You know. (laughs) And uh, WhatsApp can be so much more entertaining than what's being shown on stage. (laughs) You don't have to think so much. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to express so much. With with emoticons, you can just, you know, just send and it's so much easier. You don't have (laughs) to express even in words. Yeah. So at that age and era that we are in, I think... When we are putting something out, it should be something that is going to say, hey, listen, I'm not going to look at my WhatsApp. I'm going to look on what's what's going to come up. Mm. And we have to work on that on that level and on that pace as as classical dancers. Otherwise, we are going to be ending up with no audience at all.
1: <laughs> well, on that note, yeah. we do have to end this interview. But thank you so much, Sandhya. Thank you so much. I've been speaking with dancer and choreographer Sandhya Manoj who is performing in a show called Prerna Tomorrow, the 14th of February at the Temple of Fine Arts. The performance uses Bharatanatyam and Odyssey to explore the story of a mother and her child who has autism. Uh, tickets are priced from 40 to $1 100 ringgit and are available by calling 016 If you've missed any part of this interview or any previous Front Row segments, you can download the podcasts on bfm.my, on our BFM app or on Spotify. You've been listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.